Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show that profiles ordinary people who choose to be extraordinary in life. I'm your host, Kathy Barrett, and I'm so happy to be with you today. Before we begin the show, I want to introduce you to my new associate producer, Katie McLaughlin, who is on air with us today. Katie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great. Well, Katie is very masterful at everything she does. I call her my genie. That's my nickname for her because she executes every task with perfection and at lightning speed that I've never witnessed before. Katie has a passion for spirituality, meditation, astrology. She's a Reiki practitioner and also very, very talented singer and songwriter. So, Katie, welcome to Behind the Curtain, and thanks for taking this journey with us. Thank you so much for that glowing introduction. Um, (laughs) If I can, I would just want to share um, one lyric I've written recently. And um, it's, each day we move a bit closer to the sunrise of a new life. And I feel this new life I mentioned is the path towards universal awareness and not only limited to the awareness of self. And I think right now we're starting to see this unravel more as we all awaken to the remembrance that we are these spiritual beings on a mission to spread love and connect to our purpose to aid in raising the vibration of the planet. And it's been an honor to be a part of this show because this platform you've created to help people share their truth with the world is inspiring, and I feel blessed to be a part of your vision. So thank you. Oh, my God. I'm so so moved uh, by what you said, and it's so beautiful. And I have to say I'm so excited to have Katie here because in addition to the many fantastic talents that she has, she's also sending out Reiki healings um, while the show is going on. So not only do you listeners have access to all of our sage guests that come on the program to share their knowledge and their, you know, and their light um, and their love. Now you also have this additional form of healing from Katie coming to you. And if that's not enough, she'll also be contributing a new segment to our website and also to the show. And it's called Hope Minutes. And I don't know about you out there, but I need hope minutes every single day. So go to GoBehindTheCurtain.com and stay tuned for the debut of Hope Minutes. And I hope you'll continue uh, tuning into our program. So today's show is called What Future Do the Cards Hold for You? Our special guest, whom I am delighted to have on the program, is Tania Hill. She was born and raised in Washington, D.C., and is currently attending Smith College in Massachusetts, majoring in psychology with the goal of becoming a therapist. And like Katie, she is multi-talented. In 2020, life kind of went into a perpetual state of limbo for all of us as the coronavirus epidemic swept across the world and all of us were living in this state of uncertainty and isolation and it was a very scary time because you know our lives were paused none of us knew what would happen from one day to the next and during this time many of us had spiritual awakenings and you know proving that in every dark cloud there is a silver lining if we look for it in Tamia's case um 
overcoming what appeared to be the end of the world for her, for all of us really, led her on a journey of self-discovery and the personal realizations created a desire within her to pay that knowledge forward and help other people become their best selves. So Tamiya founded Tamiya Talks Tarot.com, a business of doing readings through tarot cards. I had the pleasure of having a reading by Tamiya, who was recommended to me by a friend of Macari Williams, who is also a talk show host. Her program is called Stepping into Truth. And when I received the video of my card reading from Tamiya, I was just mesmerized by her spirit, her candor, sincerity, her intuitiveness. And when you come across another human being who emanates so much light that they light you up, that to me is a jewel of a person and somebody who should be treasured. And it's my calling to take a snapshot of this kind of beauty in all forms of media and messenger it out to all of you so that they can light up your world. So without further ado, I would like to bring on Tamia, and thank you so much for being here. Hello. Uh, thank you so much, Kathy and Katie, for having me. I'm so excited uh, to talk with you all today. Well, I am so grateful as well because you're a full-time student and very active, and you have this successful business now. So appreciate you taking what, what must be very sacred time for you to come on the program with us today. Thank you so much. So let's go back to 2020 when COVID hit for a second, Tamiya, so we can kind of share your journey with the listeners out there. You're a young woman. Were you starting college or it's your second year or where were you when COVID hit? I was in my first year of college and in the second semester. Um, and unfortunately, because of the pandemic, um, all of us had to, were sent home um, mm-hmm. um, so suddenly. And so it was just a tough time because, you know, I was really enjoying the college experience. And I just had to, like, leave college, leave some of my friends and, you know, go home abruptly. I was um, happy to be with my family, of course, but I was just um, so in need of that college experience and was having a lot of fun. And for that to just happen so suddenly was a really difficult time for me. Yeah, because, I mean, this is the big buildup. You're working hard all of these years. You know, you're an excellent student to to raise your grades, to have this wonderful college experience, and then, boom, you're just, your life just gets shut down. So you mentioned in your bio that you did uh, shadow work. Can you define, for those out there that don't understand what it is, what the shadow work means for you? So shadow work to me um, is very much the unveiling of self. Um, And what that means is that, um, in my experience, it just has been um, rediscovering the parts that we may be ashamed of, the parts that others have told us to hide, um, maybe some difficult traumas that we went through that um, we still may subconsciously carry with us. And the whole process or the point of shadow work is to be able to again, unveil these things and be able to understand them and then eventually be able to release them so that you are able or release them or embrace them depending on um, what the shadow work is, what the subject is, I mean. Um, And through doing that, you're able to um, be more authentic in your being and able to help others do the same as well. What did that work lead you to discover about yourself and then 
how did the work engage you into sharing what you learned with with others? Particularly with shadow work, um, I had to unveil some of the reasons why I may experience like social anxiety, um, why I might not be as confident in myself, why I might um, compare myself to others. Um, and a lot of it just stems from like experiences that I had like in childhood. So um, through doing that, I'm just able to be more confident in myself and able to talk about the things that I love without worrying about what other people think, able to um, attract my passions, go after my passions, um, and, you know, just focusing on myself and kind of like worrying about myself. A lot of my difficulties um, admittedly was worrying about others um, and just Mm -hmm. like being in other people's heads. So that's where I had to work on. And now um, I'm still working on it, um, but I'm just able to more confidently be um, with myself and love myself more. Um, And that helps me be able to do what I love to do, one of the things being tarot. So That's beautiful, and thank you for sharing that because there's many, all of us here, I believe, to a certain degree, except for the narcissists out there, um, all kind of struggle with, you know, different anxieties. So it's very, you know, very important and very gracious of you to heal that because I know that you'll help a lot of people and being so candid about it. So, excuse me, is this an ability, you have this extremely intuitive sense is it something that you've always had, or did it develop as your metamorphosis was taking place? I think it was something that I always had, um, but I think that when I went through my spiritual awakening, it became more mm-hmm. active rather than dormant. Um, in my childhood, I would have different, I guess, quote-unquote, paranormal experiences where, like, right before I go to sleep, I would, like, hear voices, like, calling my name or, like, talking to me, and I always would have, like, very vivid dreams. Um, so I think the ability was always there with me. Um, but, like, again, once I started, like, actually diving into it, that's when it became more active and more uh, consistent, and I was able to, you know, practice it. What led you to the tarot card specifically? Um, well, yeah, back to spring 2020. So once I got home, I was just going through this sadness of, this extreme sadness of being away from college um, some friendships, unfortunately, started, like, falling to the sidelines. So, you know, it was kind of like a lonely time, as I'm sure it was for everyone during the pandemic. And eventually, like, um, somewhere between that, I just started seeing all of these, like, angel numbers coming towards me um, at a consistent rate. So, like, angel number 222, 444. And it's like I would see them randomly every single day. Um, and so I began diving into that, like Googling what those numbers mean. And then, um, for some reason at that time, at least on like my YouTube feed, there's just like this boom of like, uh, tarot readers who would do like a pick a card reading and stuff. So I would like really spend my time like watching those videos. Um, and then eventually along the line, I was like, Hey, this seems pretty cool. I might want to do this myself. Um, but, um, what most people don't know is that my first deck was actually an Oracle deck. Um, and it was, it was uh, a roomy deck called an invitation to the heart of the divine, which I mm-hmm. still have with me today. And basically the difference between like an Oracle deck and a tarot deck is that Oracle decks typically come with books that explain what the cards mean. So like, mm-hmm. that was like how I wrote my first, uh, stepway or gateway into, uh, divination tools. And it was kind of an easy pass- passageway, somewhat easy, in that I had the book to help me, um, you know, determine what the cards were saying to me. 
And then eventually I got my uh, first tarot deck, the Rider Waite Tarot, and I would start practicing on myself um, to determine, to kind of like read my own energy, basically. And I got like certain uh, tarot books to help me explain what the cards mean in the tarot. And then I would like practice on my uh, family members. And then months later, I was like, maybe I can start doing this for other people. And then in May 2021, uh, that's when I started to meet a Talks Tarot. Well, it's amazing how intuitive you are, and I was very, very impressed with you. But just to share with the listeners, when you did my reading, you asked me to send you five questions, and then you made a recording of yourself asking the questions. And so on the video, I saw you really speaking to the guides and then pulling cards and then interpreting them. And... So when you're asking a question and you're shuffling the cards, are you receiving messages at that point uh, about which card to pull? Or tell us a little bit more about how the process works for you. Yeah, so when I'm in that moment and I'm talking to the client's guides, as I'm shuffling the cards, um, depending on the client's energy, I might get like a certain shift in my body that might tell me what the cards um, that they're going to pull out, what they may be. Um, I might hear a certain word while I'm shuffling. But as far as, like, picking the cards, I don't normally do that. I just let them, um, you know, bring the cards out. And then um, based on the feelings that I might have gotten when I was shuffling, I'll, I'll be able to see, aha, that's why I got that feeling, because this card came out. Um, but normally I just let them um, choose the cards, and then I go from there. Yeah, what I found so fascinating was that, you know, we had never met and you've never heard my voice, and you never saw a photo of me, and you're not even, I mean, you are feeling my energy, but, you know, it's not like it was a visual thing where we connected, right? So not only were you spot on with my reading, you picked up things that were unsaid and actually between the lines, and that really blew my mind. Yeah, I yeah, uh, thank you. I do get that a lot, and I, I mean, sometimes I, like, surprise myself. Like, when I got into the tarot, um, one of the things, and this is kind of like an aside, but one of the things I didn't notice is just how, like, healing the tarot could be and how helpful it could be to others. I When I first started, I was just like, oh, you know, I'll just pull a couple cards and, like, tell you what I'm seeing. But, you know, you can really do some deep, like, healing work and, like, self-love work and, like, helping others see that for themselves with the tarot. And so, like, a lot of the readings I've been doing recently, uh, actually almost all of them, it's like I don't have a connection to the person. I don't know them at all. And so it's just, like, that's kind of what, like, solidified it for me, that there's really something bigger than us out there and something that just has so much love for all of us. And I don't know, it's kind of, like, what drives me. And so I'm just really happy that, you know, the tarot has been, like, a really affirming process for me, and I'm just really grateful that I'm able to, you know, use that and help other people. Um, and thank you for, you know, even getting your reading with me for the first place. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to have some more, too, because <laughs> what I really admire about the work that you do and I, I think separates you from most is you also have a shadow work reading and open my eyes reading, which I found pretty fascinating, and I haven't seen that before with anyone else. Talk a little bit about those uh, different aspects of what you do. Yeah, so with the shadow work reading, it's um, 
just the reading in which I asked your guides, you know, specifically, what do you think um, X, Y, and Z needs to work on in shadow work? And so we'll just discuss that within the cards. Um, and I would uh, give certain advice um, and just tell them what I'm seeing through the cards and what um, some of the things that they might need to unveil about themselves, um, that they are being encouraged to heal about themselves um, for their growth. Um, and with the Open My Eyes reading, um, the Open My Eyes reading, I know that some of us, uh, especially like uh, some of us like uh, light workers um, or like spiritual healers, sometimes we might have moments where we don't feel as connected as we used to. Um, and even if um, you don't I- identify as um, like a light worker or anything like that, sometimes we all just have moments where we feel out of whack. So with the Open My Eyes me- um, uh, reading, it's basically me just asking uh, the person's guides, you know, um, what haven't they been seeing? What do you want to tell them? What warnings might you have for them? You know, what signs haven't they been receiving? Um, just to help them get back in tune um, with the communication with their guides and kind of what their guides have been telling them. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty amazing. You know, one thing that was interesting that came up when you did my reading, I mean, which was like an amazing reading, but um, my last question that devil card came up and um, (laughs) I I thought I was going to pass out. And then yet you had a positive twist on it. So what does it represent? Is it a yin yang kind of energy with each card where it it has a double meaning? Yeah. um, I would say that each card has like a positive aspect and like a quote unquote negative aspect with the devil card. Um, I can understand why people might see that card and be like, ah, it's the same reason why people may see angel number 666 and then think the worst thing imaginable. Um, But with the double card, it it does have, um, I typically see it as two different meanings. So the double card, um, in that card, you'll see like the devil sitting in a chair and then two people like chained. Um, It can represent like codependency, toxicity. Um, Someone might be going through like an addiction, obsessive energy, that kind of thing. But the devil card is also ruled by the sign Capricorn. And if you know anything about the Capricorn zodiac, um, fun fact, I am also a Capricorn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you know anything about the Capricorn zodiac, um, it's it's characterized by ambition and, like, um, being determined, going after your goals. And so um, basically that's where, like, the intuitiveness comes in. If I don't have any other cards in the reading kind of giving me that vibe of, like, toxicity, and if I'm, like, talking about career or something, that's, like, how I know um, which side to read the card, basically, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, it, abs- it absolutely does. And, I, and when you were working, you had multiple decks of cards. So talk a yeah. little bit about that. Yeah, so I have, um, like, affirmation decks, uh, love decks, um, decks that have, like, multiple words on them. And so um, I go through those decks as I feel called, and it's just, like, a different way to get, like, clarification or extra details. Um, Mm -hmm. Certain decks have certain illustrations on them that, like, the tarot might not have on it. Um, That can also lead to another message. So um, before I do a reading, I just kind of ask, you know, I kind of, like, tune in with myself to kind of determine which deck I'm feeling led to or which deck the client's guides want me to use. And so I just pull those decks accordingly. And then while I'm actually channeling, I might um, be in the middle of a message, and then I'm like, oh, they want me to go to this deck. And, you know, there's different reasons behind that. But mostly the reason I do it is because, you know, different illustrations, different words on the decks, and, you know, it can just really help with getting a more detailed um, message, especially if I might need clarification about something. 
I, I have never witnessed anyone work, you know, with cards like you. I mean, it really is an experience, and I urge everybody out there to contact um, Tamia and have their cards read because it's it's just an incredible experience. And what I also love about it is your personality. I mean, it's just like you light up while you're doing this, you know, um, as someone that's viewing it, I can see how much passion and how um, you are inspired by what you're doing. And it's such a joy to see somebody love what they're doing so much. And uh, I really appreciated the video. And so let's stop for a second and talk to the people that are still kind of struggling in their lives. You know, maybe their lives, even though the coronavirus seems to be, you know, moving past us a little bit, they're still paused in life for a number of reasons. And being that you overcame your emotional challenges, how would you suggest that one would begin to do shadow work for themselves? Um, yeah, that's an excellent question. I just um, say to, you know, come from a place of honesty but not self-judgment of the self. A lot of the things that a lot of our shadow side, sometimes we don't even, it's not even picked up intentionally by us, but it's passed down to us by experiences that we have from others. And so um, in that sense, sometimes it's even hard to notice that we have them. But there's bravery and even noticing it and, you know, just coming from a place of, like, self-gratitude when you're doing so. It is very difficult to do um, shadow work, and it's very difficult to unveil those, like, um, harsher sides of ourselves or things that, um, you know, sometimes when we're honest with ourselves, um, everyone likes to have, like, a good perception of ourselves. Sometimes in doing shadow work, you notice, like, well, maybe I haven't always been, like, the best person to myself or others, right? And so I would just say, like, when you're in this process of doing shadow work, come from a place of gratitude towards the self and non-judgmental energy towards the self. Um, you are be- being very courageous when doing it, and so, so it's important to remember that. Um, and, and, you know, it's not something that has to be done in all-in-one setting. Um, sometimes I have moments where I'm, like, writing in my journal, and then I don't look back at my journal for, like, months. Right. Um, Because, you know, it can, depending on what you're writing about, it can be really um, heavy. Right. So, you know, just coming from a place of gratitude and because it's amazing to be able to take that step to be able to further your own growth and, you know, to quite frankly, take steps in your own healing, which isn't easy. So always, 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 always giving love towards the self, gratitude towards the self and non-judgmental energy towards the self. That's a very important point because, when we start to do this kind of work on ourselves, there's a possibility that if we don't follow what you just said, that then you get go right back and revert into the pain that kind of keeps yep. you trapped in that energy, right? So it's very, very critical what you say and um, an important point to bring up, and I'm so glad that you did. Now, when you were doing this work, were you alone doing it? Did you just dive into it yourself? Did you have outside people, outside lights that came into your life and kind of guided you towards this work? How how did that happen for you? Um, well, I did, um, before I started doing trial for myself or like in the middle, like in the in-between periods, sometimes I would get readings from other people. And so they would like bring up those terms, oh, shadow work. And, you know, it would be like my first time hearing that like word. I'd be like, well, what is that? 
And so that would lead me to, like, seek more knowledge um, for myself. And so I would, like, search on the Internet, like, what is shadow work? And then that would lead to what are, like, shadow work prompts I could work with. And so I would just start with those prompts. And then once I kind of got, like, the gist of what it is, um, I would kind of create my own questions for myself or things that I wanted to release within myself or things that I had been noticing about myself. And um, for me, I typically did it alone. Um, I have a journal in which I just write to myself. But, um, you know, I'm not necessarily opposed to, to doing it with other people or people doing it with other people. It's all about, you know, what works for you. Um, but in my experience, um, I have typically just, you know, it's like a diary almost in my experience and just working with myself about the things I want to uncover about myself and, you know, release. So, yeah. Let me ask you, we're getting towards the end of the show, and so I want to ask you, is there anything that you would like to share with the listeners out there um, that we haven't covered so far? Yeah, uh, um, when you were mentioning how, like, uh, enthusiastic I uh, seem in the when I'm doing the readings, um, yes, a lot of that is because I am very passionate um, with the tarot. Um, so that obviously will shine through. Um, but some, um, I mentioned earlier how, like, you know, healing the tarot can be and how, like, difficult, like, some difficult topics may, co- may come up. So I always find it important, like, despite, like, what the message may be like, um, you know, maybe I just did a reading where it's like, oh, you have to, like, move on from this um, relationship with this person that you're, like, super in love with. Like, um, as a communicator, it's easy for me to communicate that, but I always try to put myself in the position of the person receiving the reading. Like, if you're, like, in love with someone, that might be, like, the most crushing thing you ever heard, right? So I just try to maintain a sense of, like, I'm here for you, and I always tell, like, the reader, like, uh, um, the person receiving the reading, no one's judging you here, you know, sometimes I might have even been through the same thing. So the energy I portray is, uh, yes, a mixture of passion, but also just, like, trying to maintain, you know, uh, optimistic vibe of, like, everything's going to be okay, even if this seems difficult, I'm right there with you. So um, I always try to take into account how, like, the other person on the receiving end might be feeling about things. So, yeah. (laughs) I could feel that, too. I mean, all of your compassion and your sensitivity and your caring also comes across in the reading, which I never really experienced before doing this type of work. And I really admire you because you're multi-talented, but yet you're coming from as I said earlier at the top of the program, such a place of authenticity. And so you meet someone like this. That's why I wanted to have you on the program because I really you know, want the listeners out there to get what an extraordinary young woman you are, what a thrill and a treat it was to be able to have this experience with you. And I would love for you to come back to the show and do readings maybe with a few call-ins or maybe we can do a reading on air about the state of our world. If you're ever feeling up to it, just know you have an open invitation to do that. Awesome. Thank you. And I just want to say, like, um, thank you so much again for having me on the show. Um, you know, you're doing such a such great work, like showcasing the work that others may are doing, but, you know, there's light within the work that you do as well. Um, everything serves a purpose, and, you know, this uh, radio show is just um, so amazing. So I want to, you know, 
give like a I don't know pat on the back to you as well, <laughs> as well as Katie too. Oh, <laughs> Katie, do you have any any questions for Tamia? Um, I don't think so. I think you touched on a lot of important things. Tamia, it's been so great to connect with you, and I love your spirit and your energy. I felt that so much when um, visiting your YouTube channel. Like everything you were speaking of was so genuine, and your message is just so important. So it's so great that you've started to step into that and share your passion with the world. Thank you so much, Katie. And Tamia, I just want to say you are such a light again at a time when humanity seems to be fighting over who can be the worst at it. And so thank you again uh, for what you do and for being the beautiful spirit that you are. And remember this name, Tamia Hill. Go to YouTube channel and check her out and book a reading at TamiaTalksTarot.com. And she's very busy, so get on it right away. And be patient because... She is a full-time student as well. This is Kathy Barrett from Behind the Curtain thanking you all for tuning in to my program. Don't forget to join our party of hope. Go to gobehindthecurtain.com. Sign up to our mailing list. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And if you like what you heard today, please spread the word about our show to your friends. If you're having a bad day, remember, pause, take a mini trip within, breathe, get centered, Because even when things are overwhelming and negativity is swallowing us whole, there is an oasis of refuge, a place where we can center ourselves. And and the power to do so lies within each of us. And I do also want to put a request out there to all of you to also take a moment every day uh, to tune in and to send some light and love to the people of Ukraine It is unspeakable what is happening to them in their country because of one man's obsession with power and greed. And it's a kind of cancer that's global. And it's good versus evil in our world right now. So please join the army of spiritual warriors. All you have to do is raise your frequency to peace and your vibration will reverberate out and into the world. I am sending each and every one of you a virtual hug. Until next time, peace, everybody.